When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Gardening on C103 with Bandon Co-op Garden Centres in Bandon, Kinsale and Enniskeen. For top quality plants, advice and value, think Bandon Co-op Garden Centres. C103. And uh, Peter Dowd of the IrishGardener.com joining us. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Trish. How are you? I'm, I'm very well after what was a very wet day yesterday. We're wondering what's left of the gardens today. I'm wondering, are you broadcasting from an ark or is the studio still there? Uh, uh, the gardens are a bit shook, aren't they? They are indeed. But listen, uh, the spring is here and things are starting to grow and that's the most important thing. Liz in Kinsale was back on to us wondering, did you get a chance to study the link that she sent on last week about injecting trees with the ChemJet injectors? Liz in Kinsale, you did send on that link to me and I looked at that link over the weekend and I said, you know what I said to myself? I said, I must check that now before Wednesday. And you didn't. <laughs> Do you think I did? <laughs> I didn't. So Liz, my apologies because I was interested in looking at it properly and I will do and I'll have my homework done now for next Wednesday without question Okay. Uh, because I was, un- I was unaware of it before last week but I will look into it and, and see what I make of it. And Liz, remind me next week to ask him again about it uh, please. Now Mary rang. Uh, she wants to plant out is it Alstromeras? Yeah, Alstromeras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to transfer them from pots into the garden. Will multi-purpose compost be suitable for this job? Be absolutely fine. Yeah. So Alstromeras are a perennial or herbaceous um, trish, which just means they die back under the ground for the winter. Um, so planting them out at this time of the year from pots into the ground is fine. And any, you know, you, you don't even really need compost. They probably will do a bit better with compost. Uh, but yeah, any good multi-purpose compost will help. Now, a Ministry listener was on earlier and it's not quite a gardening question, but I said I'd ask you. She wants to know if gardeners are allowed to work under level five restrictions. She has shrubs that need cutting back. Landscape contractors come under construction. So whatever no. applies to construction applies to us. So the answer is no mm. at the moment. Um, uh, obviously, as a gardener, you're allowed to work in your own garden. And, you know, I'm 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 paranoid by, and I'm living my life by the letter of the restrictions. I, I won't go outside of my house. But um, that's not to say that there mightn't be somebody who lives within a kilometre of you if he's working on his own in your garden. You know, that's up to yourselves. Yeah, OK, but you, they do fall under construction and we know... Yeah, the, the, the answer to the question is, is no, no, exactly. No. Yeah. OK, question for Peter, please. And from Bantry has daffodils. I have daffodils growing on a ditch. They're just starting to bud. I've noticed that when they're just ready to bud, there's something eating them. What can I do? It seems to happen every year. 
thanking you. Oh, that's an interesting one now because you don't often hear of that. It, when just as the buds are about to open, there's something eating them. And I'm wondering, I'd love to have a, to, to get some more information on that because I'm wondering, does she, does the caller see something eating them or is it just that the flower opens up with holes in the petals, if you know what I mean? Mm. I suspect it's the latter. I suspect the flower is opening up, which means the damage has been done in the bulb. So if you can imagine, uh, Trish, that the, the bulb is just a kind of a modified leaves and modified stems, uh, you know, sw swollen ones. Um, so it develops within the bulb, the flower, and as it opens up, it just opens up, as, as we all know. But if something has got into that bud in the bulb, in other words, if a little beetle or a slug burrowed a hole through it, it, it then it's going to open up. Like the damage could have been done weeks, if not months beforehand. So I, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like, to, I'd need to get more information on that before I can answer it correctly. It's, it's very unlikely to be slugs or snails, um, but there might be something in the soil that's burrowing through the, the bulbs. My best advice, not knowing what's causing it, my best advice would be uh, when they're finished flowering this year, so let's say in kind of April time, maybe May time, lift those bulbs out from where they are, divide them and maybe replant them in some other part of the garden. I suspect it's probably a soil-borne pest of, of sorts that's causing it and hopefully moving them to another part of the garden uh, will fix that. Yeah, the fact that it happened, it's happened on previous previous years as well. Okay, Sheila in Liz Griffin, when is the best time to cut Red Robin Hedge? Uh, coming into March now. So yeah, we're, we're, I would do it now anytime over the next fortnight. Get, try and get it done before the start of March. Um, and we're coming into that time with the, the, the Wildlife Act, Trish, the, the, from, you know, we're not allowed to cut hedges between March and September. So you'd want to get anything like that done before the kind of first week in March. Okay, so the same advice for Mike and y'all. He wants to prune Christmas box. Christmas box is sarsicaca. No, well, no, it won't really apply unless it is grown as a hedge, but even then it's, it's not really going to apply because it's a very low growing plant. Um, probably still in flower. To give it its correct name, Trish, it's an awful mouthful. It's sarsicaca, sarsicaca confusa, uh, but a beautiful, beautiful, uh, strongly scented plant which flowers, it's, it's, as you, you said, it's, it's referred to as Christmas box, but it doesn't always flower in this part of the world at Christmas. It normally flowers a bit later, January, February, March. So, it may well still be in flower. So if it's still in flower, I wouldn't prune it now because you're going to sacrifice those lovely scented flowers. But as soon as it's finished flowering, yes, you could prune it then. Seems to be all about hedges this week. And I cut back a Grisolinia hedging now, says another listener. Exactly the same answer as the Red Robin. Yeah, I would cut it back, but, but cut it back now before the end of February. Someone else says, is it OK to take a slip from a geranium to grow? Is now the right time to do it? It's absolutely okay to do it and they, they will root quite successfully. But no, I'd say you're too early yet to do it. I would think, I mean, you could give it a go and see what happens, but I would think you'd be unsuccessful. Uh, I would wait, I would wait till April onwards, April, even May, June, July, that time of the year, they'll root much easier. Bernie in Bohabui planted a hedge seven years ago, a Portuguese laurel. For the past two months, part of it seems to have faded. What advice could you give her, please? Without seeing that one, it's a difficult one to answer, Trish, but Portuguese laurel can be prone to a couple of things. It's prunus lusitanica, so they can, they can actually be, they're quite prone to a fungal infection, which can lead to just a, a general thinning out of the, of the hedge. So it doesn't look like, I love the Portuguese laurel. It's a lovely dark green hedge, and depending on the variety, you can kind of have red stems on it as well. Really lovely hedge. Uh, and when it's grown well, it makes a lovely thick, dense, evergreen hedge. 
but then when it's not and when it gets these infections maybe up to 50 percent of the leaves fall off it so it's quite sparse and quite see-through and it doesn't look as well um so it could be something like that and my advice then if it is fungal would be give it its trim now at this time of the year cut it back if practical and if possible remove all the trimmings and all the dead leaves from around the base of the hedge give it a, a feed with something like the nature safe granular seaweed i would say um and then drench the whole hedge and the, the root system with a solution of copper sulfate mixed with water, which I often recommend, as you know, Trish, it's a, it's a kind of a broad spectrum organic fungicide, which will control a wide range of, of fungal fungal infections that could be causing it. But then with, with the, because it's a prunus, it is also liable to, to, to getting a shot hole, which could be a first sign of canker. So if you see these shot hole is, is a very descriptive term for what happens to them. It, it looks like mini shotgun pellets in the leaves, your little holes in the leaves. Um, and that could be a, that it could be that as well. So uh, the best course of action, as I say, the, in the first instance, will be cut it back now, feed it with something like the Nature Safe, uh, and then treat it with the copper sulfate, and then cross your fingers and hope for the best. And in Skibbereen, is there anything else I can put on my lawn instead of lawn gold? I used it and it, I felt it didn't work. The lawn is basically dead, is how Anne describes her lawn. A lot of questions coming in that we, we need a bit more information on today. Um, the, I do find law and gold a very good one because it, it because it, it as I often said, Trish, it works in a back to basics approach by by creating the optimum pH, soil pH. You get good grass growth, and then because it's different times of the year, there's different products in that range for different times of the year. So it gives the right nutrient balance at each season. Um, when you say the lawn is dead, it's like if the lawn is dead, then obviously enough, nothing is going to, to work. It might be a question of starting again. But if it's like it may need from the description of it, certainly presuming it's not dead, but it probably sound, it does sound like it needs a lot more work than just sprinkling something on the surface. It may need to be scarified. It may need to be aerated. It may need a lot of work first before you get to the point of putting anything on it. Mary from West Cork, why are all the bark of my shrubs and fruit trees splitting? I've not seen rabbits or hares eating it. Also, my Japanese lantern died after eight years. I am in a very windy area. Well, the wind wouldn't lead to the bark splitting on the fruit trees. It could it could indeed have led to the, the, the death of the, the Chinese lantern, maybe. But again, I suspect if it's been there for eight years, it's unlikely to suddenly just curl up and die one year. Um, with the bark splitting, it'd be good to see a photograph of that if possible. It'd send it into to either TE, and I'm sure you'll send it on to me, or send it into myself at face, on Facebook, the Irish Gardener page on Facebook, and we'll have a look at it. Um, it could be, and uh, I, I'm hesitating because I don't want to put the fear of Gardener, but it could be canker. So uh, bacterial and fungal cankers will affect fruit trees and one of the symptoms is a splitting bark. And you, if it's a, which trees did they? Did she say they were Trish? Um, it is gone. Apple she doesn't. Does she say on it? No, she just says think, my shrubs and fruit trees. Just fruit trees. Fruit trees. Okay. Yeah. So if it's a if if it's a bacterial canker, you would expect to see some what's called gomosis, which is where you see this kind of gummy like secretion coming from the the splitting bark, uh, which could be canker, but. It does sound if it's just splitting and if there's if it's not physical rabbit or animal damage, it could be canker, I'm afraid. But before I would put the fear of God, I'd like to see a photograph of it. OK, know? if you want to get that on into us or onto Peter. Mary said her clematis flowers. Now, when she says it flowered, one flower and then it fell off the next day. Oh, very disappointing. Oh. 
I, I, this time, I, from the sound of it, recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, if, if, if it depends which climate it is. So, if it's one that should be flowering at this time of the year, like some of the early ones, like obviously enough early sensation is one, uh, avalanche is another. That would they're evergreens that would flower at this time of the year. So, if it fell off, if we just got one, it's very disappointing just to get one and then to lose it. But it could be, I'm afraid, just that the weather, like if it was, particularly if it was just before that cold spell, the cold could have done it. Um. I would say maybe give it a shot of a good tomato food, like the nature safe tomato food, and that that does help to promote flowers. Uh, I would say give it a shot with that. If it's a spring flowering one that was just one errant flower coming out a bit early, then I wouldn't be too worried. I'd, I'd wait till the spring. When can I cut back a yew tree? It's gone huge. It's years old, says a listener. Well, uh, before I even answer when, I would say be very careful because they can be a bit temperamental and they can be a bit tricky to prune back so if you if you're lucky enough to have a huge old yew tree in the garden i would get a professional to look at it um because i i, I in fact was working with neil vaughan who's a tree surgeon based in down in um Lizarda direction uh, and I was working with him pruning back a very mature I think maybe two or three hundred year old yew hedge there over the last few years and he did an excellent job at it but he was he was even being more careful about it than I was if you like yeah. <laughs> we were doing one side then the top then the other the whole thing took about 12 months to do it the right bits at the right time and all the rest of it but it's coming on now fine but the reason I say all that is because um uh, there is risks with a mature yew tree if by cutting it badly you could damage it uh, you're coming into the right time of the year to do it really but but I would get a professional get expert, to look at it get it's not something advice. I do myself yeah. Onions says a texter that never grew last year and are well up now will they be okay to use this year says a that's an interesting one because we're getting a lot of queer ones out yeah. today Trisha. a year on a year on I'd, I'd risk it I'd, I would absolutely, yeah. as the fellow says, suck it and see, leave, leave, yeah. leave, leave them there, leave well alone. I, I, it's a new one on me again. Uh, it's not something I've encountered before. That they, did. I suppose, the first question would be when did you plant them? But if they were planted, and normally you plant your onions at this time of the year, Trish, any kind of time from December to to April. Um, so if they were planted at this time last year, they didn't come to anything. They're just coming now. It is a very strange one, what not one I've heard of before. But yeah, I would leave them go. If maybe you planted them in the autumn. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything to happen to them last year, so it'll be totally normal that they're just going this year. But yeah, leave them and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Peter. This is Shane in North Cork. What would you recommend to add to topsoil to enhance it for vegetable growing in raised beds? Okay. Well, well, when you're doing, when you're creating raised beds and you're adding uh, topsoil, you you have the the glorious opportunity to create your own soil, if you like, because it's an artificial structure, an artificial raised bed. So I would mix lots of organic matter with it. So well broken down, for, uh, well rotted uh, farmyard manure, horse manure, chicken manure, any of those. Unless, of course, you, you, there's a vegan in the family, in which case you wouldn't use any of the animal manures. Um, but you can get the, the Nature Safe granular one, which I was referring to earlier for somebody's hedge. Nature Safe is an Irish brand and it's or- organic, and it's because it's 100% plant based materials, uh, you can use that for it's a vegan friendly, it's a vegan product, if you like. So if you follow the food cycle throughout, there's no animal byproducts then used in the, the growth of the food. Uh, but I find that Nature Safe granular plant food an excellent one for what we call base dressing which is what you're looking for now which is a a, a, an application 
pre-planting. So lots of organic matter. If you don't want to use animal ones, use the uh, the nature safe granular feed and maybe other organic matter like leaf mold or your own homemade compost. And I don't know, but it could be somebody who's just starting out on gardening because there's so many people since lockdown getting involved in gardening, which is terrific. And if it is the case, Shane, uh, in North Cork, good luck to you uh, with it. OK, that's where we leave it. How are you doing? How's your online? Are you doing online Q&As this week? Yeah, we're doing on Friday again. We, we've just started them, Trish, and, and I, I suppose as I expected, they've, they've gone very, very well. That They're very, very busy. Lots of questions coming in every Friday, one o'clock on Facebook, on the Irish Gardener page. Yeah, I do a live question and answers uh, for about half an hour to an hour. Well so if you do have a question that we didn't get to hear on the radio, send it in to, to the Facebook page, The Irish Gardener, between now and Friday, and we'll do our best to get okay. to it. Okay, and we'll talk next Wednesday. Thank you for that, Peter. Look forward to it. Have Thanks a good week. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.